You sunk my battleship. I like how, okay, so we sat down to do the show, and we're talking a bit, and then Chad says, hey, we're both feeling like really low energy right now. I guess we should start the show. Yeah, that is exactly what happened. That's the story. How about, okay, let's do a good, let's go do uh, a good uh, warm up here. We got to do our vocal warm up. Okay. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Oh shit, I got the microphone. Evil. So I haven't actually played any of the like older Resident Evil games. I don't remember what the voice actually sounds like. It's not a growl, is it? Is it? Isn't it just like a deep voice? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now because googling stuff is a good co- podcast. I, content. I'm I'm I played a fool on you. I played a joke on you tonight, Cameron, because you were like, "Hey, we should talk about Resident Evil," and I said, "Okay," and I've never played a Resident Evil game. That's oh shit, that's not true. I've played six. I've never played a Resident Evil game. Resident Evil fans like. And it's sort of like when we did the Matrix episode, and you're like, okay, I've never seen the Matrix, tell me about it. And I was like, I, I thought we were going to talk about the Matrix, and, and I did. The, the, the shoe is on the other foot, mister, other than Resident Evil 6. Resident Evil 6 was pretty fun. I will stand by that game. Okay, that's good. I thought, honestly, I, I really thought that you played more than I did. No. So that's actually, that's a good, you got me good there. I figured we were just going to talk about the Mouse Ashley meme because that, that keeps going around my Twitter and Facebook and I love every iteration of it so far because it's so stupid. Man, so I looked up this, okay, Resident Evil 1, the voice, it's not even that deep. It's like, I could have done it. Resident Evil. That's back when they didn't have like good voice actors though. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I wanted to talk about Resident Evil because you you asked, hey, wh- should we have a topic? No, no, I brought it up. You did bring it up. I don't remember how it go, but the point was, um, Resident Evil Nine, no, Resident Evil Eight came out with the VR update at about the same time that Resident Evil Four remake came out. At about the same time that everyone's having fun with this uh, mouse meme on the internet. And all my streamers and YouTubers are just talking about Resident Evil nonstop, and it's like. I just watched a video about the the first movie, like the original script for the first movie. And it's like, you know, I kind of just want to stop and enjoy some Resident Evil right now while it's in the air. Yeah, uh, it's kind of everything I've seen about the remake for four is I guess it's very good. I guess. Uh, which is cool because I know that game is really well, well liked and beloved. Uh, and so it's nice to see it accessible like i could legitimately go buy it i think it's on steam right uh yeah actually you know it's great too um someone linked me uh you can get a mod for the steam version where it puts a little mouse ashley on leon's head so it's like ratatouille but with with ashley and it's oh, like well that's the cute. 2005 version on pc for 20 dollars, or you could get the remake it looks like for 60 that's what so that's just four, five, i don't six. know you might not need the remake. You might appreciate the original well enough. I mean, if I wanted to play the original, I'd play it on GameCube. Oh, I heard the fuck, Wii this isn't the even version. the remake on, on... I don't even think the remake is on PC. What the shit? People who oh, play really? video games are so mad at us right now. Okay, well, here's, here's the other thing. So how many Resident Evil games have you played? One. 
I've only played one. Which one did you play? I played eight. Oh, that is that the one where they were in like the haunted house and the they they cannibals and stuff, or is that a different one? I I think you might be describing all of them. <laughs> I might be. Um, I want to I want to ask you about the title real quick. So, Resident Evil. When you were younger, what did you think that title meant? Um, I don't know if I ever really processed it that way. I think now that I'm thinking about it now, like I like the title because it's iconic. But it's sort of well, it's in a ha- a bad house, right? And so I guess like there's an evil resident in the house. Okay, that's how I always interpreted it. I've heard multiple people say that they thought it was describing the house as evil. But I always thought evil lived in the house. Yeah, that that would be my interpretation. I don't know. I think the first one, is it a house? I mean, it's like a mansion, but it's like, it's supposed to be a mansion that someone supposedly actually lives in, right? I think so. I've never played it. Uh... Uh, I think this is a very, um, <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode. Uh, uh, let's go back to what you asked me about was Resident Evil 8. Yeah. So, okay. So my, my history of Resident Evil, um, I never played it because when I was younger, I was never into like horror or violence or zombies. I'm also pretty sure it's one of those things that like, my parents probably wouldn't approve of me playing anyways. So it's like just out of sight, out of mind. Like I'm not even going to think about it. Like it's just, it's not that appealing and I won't be allowed to play it anyways. So just ignored it for years. Right. Uh, but it's a yeah. cultural thing. Like it's a big title, you know, <laughs> I think, uh, isn't Resident Evil before monster hunter. Isn't that like Capcom's number one moneymaker? Um, that sounds accurate. It's God, it's been around because well, the first one was on the PlayStation 1, right? Which I, I never owned a PS1, which is why I missed that. But also, kind of like you, when I was younger, I didn't play scary games. I, I wasn't really for that. Uh, and so none of the, the first couple of Resident Evil games just appealed to me right off the bat. It's, um, it's funny to me because... I remember watching like, my I, brother I play huge chunks of 4 because he enjoyed that. Like, oh, that's that uh, that was on the franchise. But I never... And then when you see some of the stuff, it's, like, so silly and goofy. And (laughs) especially the, like, the first couple games, you know, they didn't have good voice actors Wait a minute, I didn't play Resident Evil 6. I played Resident Evil 5. Which one is which? I have to look these up now. If you look up any, like, montage of bad PS1 voice acting, it's, like, always half of it is just Resident Evil The lady with the bow. Cameron, are you here? Um, you know that that famous Jill Sandwich line, right? Oh wait, um, I I accidentally disconnected. I think so. I missed possibly twenty seconds of whatever you just talked about. I was a little quiet. There we go. I think uh, you know, going back to Resident Evil One, it had just such bad voice acting. Uh, do do you remember that Jill Sandwich that famous scene? No. So watch this clip here. Opening my my computer's going slow right now. It's being a bastard. There we go. What's going on? Jill? Is that you, Jill? What happened? Perry, help me, please. The door won't open. Quick! Stay away from the door, Jill. I'm going to kick this door down. Hurry! This way! Oh, Perry! 
That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. Why? I don't understand why this game has such bad voice acting when, like, Conker's Bad Fur Day was on the 64 and had really good voice acting. I know there are other games in this generation with really good voice acting. Like, we, we did figure it out. Yeah. I don't know why it, it, um... it was ever this bad to begin with. <laughs> it stuck out a little bit. Um, I, I think some of it, too, comes down to these, like, weird translation errors. Because I think whoever localized the script didn't do, like, a... A sanity check on it there's a couple lines where it's stuff like I'm, I'm sure in japanese there's a part where you find a lock pick and jill's good at using the lock pick and so barry says um jill you're good at using a lock pick i'm gonna give this to you in case we need it later right yeah uh, the english version barry says uh, a lock pick it would only make sense that you, Jill, the master of unlocking things, take it. it and you have to stop me, um, and unpack that sentence. <laughs> yeah. I I like the old House of the Dead games, uh, one and two, because the the dialogue and the voice acting is so bad. But they're also arcade games meant to eat quarters. And so like the context of the game is totally different than Resident Evil, which was a I'm guessing a fairly large budget you know, survival horror game. Um, so it's endearing, but I would be really upset if I bought Resident Evil and then listened to <laughs> you, the master of lockpicks, should take this. Now, also, you're a dumb kid, and a zombie just jumped out at you a minute ago. Like, maybe you're, you're so pumped full of adrenaline right now that Jill almost became a Jill sandwich that you don't even notice how dumb that sentence was. I mean, there is truth to that. Um, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I know a lot of tr little tr like trivia because I mean, um, you know that like video games are special to me. Like I, I try to be game literate and game culture read up on and all that shit. So I pick up things over the years, even though I haven't played a lot of these games. Uh, there's another bit of like weird, uh, weirdness. Um, are you familiar with the infamous basement music? Oh, that's that sounds a little familiar, but I'm gonna say no because I don't know why it's familiar. So there was a uh, it was kind of like a remastering. It was Resident Evil Director's Cut, and what it did was it it was like a re-release of Resident Evil, but it it updated with the uh, DualShock controller, so you could use the analog sticks to play better. Okay, and. There's there's confusion because they also like they touched up some things and they redid some of the audio and there's a part where you go to the basement and the basement music was changed and people don't know if this is a placeholder or if it was like a prank because it's so bad. It feels like the melody was set to the wrong MIDI instrument and they just hit export and then never tested it. Oh, wow. It does sound like they the melody was set to the wrong MIDI instrument, and they just exported yeah. it. Fans refer to this as the clown fart room. It's extremely funny. It is funny. 
Um, so yeah, I know little bits of uh, trivia here and there, <laughs> I guess. Um, now, Richard's a big Resident Evil fan. Hi, Richard. So, yeah, hi, Richard. Um, I think his favorite is probably four, because that's everyone's favorite. Yeah. Uh, I remember... I think I remember when he played six. I remember him feeling like a like he he beat five to death. Like he he got it platinumed or whatever. Um, I don't even know if he liked it that much, but he's such like a Resident Evil guy that he just he really plowed through that game. And six came out, and I remember him saying something like, "Boy, I I hope it's a little better than five. And I don't think he finished six. So when I accidentally disconnected, one my confession was I was wrong. I've not played six. I have played five. Okay, good. So five was the one where you uh you shoot all the black people and feel good about yourself, right? Yeah, that that is the you feel like a big man there. Yeah, well, I mean, you are a, you you are a big man in that game. Actually, I I was was second <laughs> player, so I was a uh, I was Shiva, so I was the uh the lady with the bow. Is that the one where he punches the rock? Yeah. Okay. That game is dumb as fuck. I feel like Resident Evil's always been dumb. It's just that I think when you're a little kid, it was more dramatic, and so some people have this nostalgia. And and like, well, we'll probably talk about four in a bit because I want to work my way back there. But something I'm noticing when people play four is like they're they're pointing out the the hokey one liners, and it's like they don't remember those from the original. I mean, you just like, showed me a clip from Resident Evil 1 where the guy remarks that she was almost a Jill sandwich. So, yeah, you can't tell me that the writing's always been good from the beginning because clearly that's not the case. They're, they're dumb, like, I don't know, B-movie, slasher movie, like, you know, kind of Sam Raimi, Evil Dead things, right? Like, they're, they're not supposed to be these A24-level serious takes on horror about the human condition. Like, you're shooting fucking zombies and dogs. Right. Which is cool. That stuff's fun. I just don't, you know, I don't play video games anymore. I'm 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 either cultured or less cultured. I don't know how you want to define that. Well, I think there's nothing wrong with um having more mature tastes. And we're talking you know, we're talking about Jill sandwiches. Uh, like I don't think you're missing out on your culture. Uh so okay, what do you know about 5 then? Like what what are your memories? I remember, because um, 5 was a really great couch co-op game. I remember when that game came out, and there was some mixed opinions on it from Resident Evil fans, because it was definitely, like, a step dumber than 4, and I think not what certain people wanted. I'd never played any others, and then this was, hey, me and Joe could play this on the same TV screen, uh, sitting on the couch, and that's been my, like, favorite thing about video games since I could play video games, is just doing it with other people. Uh, so we had a really good time. I remember, like, you know, the, in the inventory system, right? Which, for fans, are fairly simple. They're used to it. You, you got your, you got to Tetris your, your stuff in your bag. I thought that was great. I know uh, conserving ammo, trying to figure out who should have the healing items because we're both getting injured. Uh, who should take this gun versus who should take this gun? We had a really fun time playing that game, and then we, uh, we went through all of the challenge stuff afterwards because we were enjoying it so we played all of the uh whatever they were called where you got to kill all the guys in x amount of minutes and and then you get ranked and like you get more time if you string together combos and so we were getting really good at just like playing off each other and uh memorizing when things would spawn 
and just playing the hell out of that game because it was so easy and fun to just sit down and do that. Like, it was very arcadey. I don't remember most of the story at all. I know the last level, I think, take, takes place on a boat. And at that point, I had, like, a, a grenade launcher, and I could buy grenades from the sales dude. And so I would just buy, like, flame grenades and electric grenades or whatever because I think there were RPG elements to that weapon. It was a good time. I think if your if your takeaway is it was a good time, then they made the game right. I think so, and that's a rule of thumb for most games. I, I want to say. <laughs> I mean, if I want to play like a serious horror game, I'll throw on I don't know, like Amnesia or Alien Isolation or, or Dead Space or something. But if I want to hang out with with my friend or my brother and just shoot some like weird zombies, then Resident Evil Five is a good pick. Granted, so is Left 4 Dead. Uh, so, Resident Evil 6. Do you know anything about that one? 6? I remember people hating the shit out of that one, and I, I looked at the logo, and I was like, is that the logo where it's, like, giraffes having sex? It's a giraffe uh, giving a blowjob, yes. Yeah. Um, I want to say the consensus around that game was most people I know could not finish it because they thought it was terrible. I think it has couch co-op, and I almost bought it just because by the time that game came out, finding games with couch co-op was getting really, really hard. And I was just sort of like, well, it's got it. Like, how bad can it be? And then I want to say we ended up playing Earth Defense Force instead or some other game. And then it was just like, ah, fuck Resident Evil. Let's just play Earth Defense Force for like 500 hours. Well, that'll be better. I, I misspoke. It's a giraffe receiving a blowjob. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what was interesting with six and I kind of, I kind of commend them for it, but also I see what the problem was. They split it into different um, chapters. So you play as different characters. And I think the idea was each one would almost be a different style of game. So if you really liked Resident Evil two, you pick your, your Leon chapter and it's like, it's a little more suspenseful. And a little bit more about walking around empty rooms and, and exploring areas and stuff. And if you liked five more, you pick your Chris chapter and it's a little more actiony. And then there was like a new character and that was like way over the top actiony with explosions and stuff. Okay. The problem is I don't think it was like it was good at any of these sections. It, it was like it, everything was a little too samey. And it was sort of like they're not they're not uh, leaning into it enough. Like the suspenseful parts in suspense mode were never that suspenseful. So that just sort of lands flat and then you have a boss reshoot a lot. And so I think that it, it was like I, I can see on paper what they're going for, but they didn't, you know, stick the landing. Sure. I want to say I remember because this is I was using um different video game forums at the time that this game came out. And I want to say like the one person playing it was like the Chris campaign is okay because it's, it seems like it's mostly balanced around that play style. And then the other two are yeah. like taking those mechanics, but skewing them in different directions. And it, it didn't work because they just, the, the engine or whatever was not really made for that. Yeah. And actually if anyone out there is like, uh, Maybe you're not familiar with Resident Evil, but you're curious about these because we brought it up. I really recommend you look up Neryl on YouTube because he reviews a lot of these remakes. 
uh, but he's also done some retrospectives on five and six and kind of explains what they do well and don't. And I, I like his uh, presentation style. Uh, I don't know if I have much more to say about six. Um, but I think this was like that period where Capcom was at their lowest. Yeah. They've had a lot of, you know, a lot, <laughs> a lot of bad results, you know. And I think what started their turnaround, because this is also like when they canceled like five consecutive Mega Man games. And oh, yeah, it just, you know, it, there there was a period where no one liked Capcom. Street Fighter wasn't good. No, nothing was working out. So then uh, fast forward a little bit and we enter the beginnings of their redemption arc with Resident Evil 7, which caught everybody by surprise that it was good. Yes. But it was also very different. It's the most removed from everything else. And that's the one I think I was thinking of where you're um you're like in some hillbilly the hills have eyes like house and there's cannibals and and monsters in the basement. Yeah, it's also a evil house. Um but what <laughs> what was kind of refreshing I thought was uh I I think the horror parts were the appealing parts of Resident Evil. And so they put it into first person and they made things much more scary and there's much less silly. I guess it's, I could have uh, just said the one that's in first person. Yeah. Um. Now, 8 is also in first person. Oh, okay. But 8 is a direct sequel to 7 and we'll get to it. With 7, it was a... Uh, you're, you're in a resident that's full of evil but also, I think what was interesting was uh, the, the title, too. Do you remember that? No. So, strictly speaking, it wasn't called Resident Evil 7. It was called Resident Evil colon Biohazard. Oh, yeah. And then they, like, light up the letters where it would, like, spell out a 7 with Roman numerals. Because they're clever. It's a little clever. A little clever. Um, And in Japan, of course, it was Biohazard colon resident evil and it's like oh you know but this this kind of feels like a reboot like the, it, it they're making it a seven but completely removed story there's no umbrella corp like there's the zombies are not in it it's nothing to do with any other game all these characters are new and it's a a guy but his wife it, like got abducted by hailbillies and asked for help and so it's just some guy like you're not a super soldier <laughs> you're not like a trained uh, you know, military action man or something. And so it kind of like, it was a little more relatable because it's like, if your wife was abducted by hillbillies and you're trapped in the situation fighting off a weirdo hillbillies, like I, this is scary, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think the critiques was that it was too scary. I, I played the demo in VR and I've told this story before, but I basically, I couldn't get out of the first room because I would like slowly open the door and peek down a dark hallway and it was too scary. So I would take the headset off. How did you make it through um, the, the PT thing in VR chat? I guess that's not as scary because it's in VR chat, but like that was still pretty fucking weird and moody. Like we did the, the it, horror haunted house thing last weekend. It was, I, is, is I, this really that scary? Yeah, I don't um well well first of all, um this is my first like VR experience, so it's still like oh, new. Okay. But also I don't like to do those things on VR chat either. Well, you're a trooper. I I'm a trooper. 
Um, it's it's a lot more fun when there's other people there. So like if Joe is there and he gets jumped because he's walking five steps ahead of me and I heard him scream, then I can count up to five and know there's a jump scare. Sure. And then we can both laugh about it and it makes me feel better. When I'm by myself, it's kind of like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Is that why you were last when we did the haunted house this week or last weekend? Yeah, <laughs> I was I was <laughs> intentionally waiting for you and like standing behind you because it's like, I don't know if I can do this. So, you know, I kept thinking, I was like, man, Cameron's being a bro, letting me go first and making sure I get like the, the good experience out of this. This is great. And it was really no, just you're all a little coward. I was just crying. No, it was that was fun, though. That 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 haunted house was kind of fucking creepy too. I, I mean, there was a couple times where I was uh, I was yelping, and that was also in like the most cheery amusement park. <laughs> I know what the fuck. So yeah, weird. you're not at all prepared for any of that. And it looks very cartoony on the outside. Like there's like the the like mad scientist kind of thing. You're like, oh ha ha ha, this will be this will be funny. And then you walk into a room and the lights break, and then like fucking dead bodies and bags with like knives stuck in them just fall off from the ceiling and there's blood everywhere and you're like what the fuck but it also i mean that that reminds me of resident evil because this is a very japanese thing <laughs> like the the franchise yeah. you can tell has like a japanese sense of humor to it i guess less so seven though but yeah sure. seven was the one with the evil residents in it yeah so that was fun uh, I guess so. Then Resident Evil Village comes out, and with Village, you can highlight the V and then the the vertical parts in the L's, and it looks like an eight. Isn't that clever? Yeah, they did the they did the joke twice. Yeah, so this is a direct sequel to Seven, where you play the same character after saving his wife. The trick is. Uh, they tie it in with the rest of the universe. Oh, okay. And so what what I found interesting was I, I think Seven was intentionally a reboot, but it was also an experiment. Like they made it first person. They made it scary. It's a little less combat oriented and a little more like haunted house things are jumping out at you oriented. Yeah. I think they listened to feedback and they said, well, okay, let's go ahead and make a new one. But let's listen to all the feedback. And what they did was eight is kind of a spiritual successor to four in terms of like the, the ambience and the mood, but they're using the characters from seven, but also inserting the characters from seven back into the established Canon. So the idea is uh, the main character from seven is Ethan. And after his incident with these uh, fungus people, um, he, uh, or my mold or whatever, uh, he kind of got recruited by Chris Redfield. And okay. so he's been trained how to use a gun by Chris. It seems like Chris is watching them though. Almost like this isn't over, right? Okay. Yada, yada, yada. It, it's this whole big thing <laughs> and it gets a little convoluted, but it's like in that Resident Evil way where it's like, this is so stupid. I love it. Um, his daughter gets kidnapped instead of his wife. Dude's got bad luck with kidnappings. Well, yeah. Also, Chris Redfield uh, shot his wife. Oh, 
which is cool too. That sequence is neat because she's kind of a bitch. And so it's like, man, I don't want a whole game with her in it. And all of a sudden, like a sniper blows up her head and Chris kicks home, open the door. It's like, Chris, what'd you do that for? And Chris like punches you out. You're like, this is the best game ever. Like what an opening. Wow. Jesus. I'm glad yeah. you spent the whole game saving her so a character from a different <laughs> game could just kill her in the first first uh, <laughs> cutscene. So um, what I liked about 8 is that it's broken into these chapters. And going back to that failed uh, 6 attempt, they made each chapter its own like mini game. Oh, okay. So like you, you when you roll into town, you're in a uh, this like old village. And the village... Uh, has werewolves in it and so you have to be careful of werewolves and it feels very much like resident evil 4 okay uh and then you you it's kind of a tutorial it kind of introduces you to the characters and then you start chapter one and chapter one is uh inside the vampire lady's castle and the whole game feels like resident evil one and two it's you walking room to room there's like there's zombies in it because uh, she's a vampire, so there's these like thralls that have their blood sucked out. So they replaced the werewolves already, and now you have to deal with these like slow lumbering vampire zombies while you're in this big spooky mansion. And the big spooky vampire lady is like roaming around using the same tech from the Resident Evil Two remake. And so, hey, she's isn't the this um, like eight foot tall woman, right? Yeah, Lady Dimitrescu, and she. <laughs> I love the voice actor. She's so fun. Um, I <laughs> There's just something entertaining about her performance. All these characters, man. I love everything about 8 head to toe. Um, She's fun. She has these daughters that are kind of like, you know, boss. They're like mini bosses leading up to her. And it just feels super video gamey the whole time. Yeah. Uh, The next chapter... Boy, what was the number two? I think number two was the dollhouse. Um, so number two, you you go to this house and there, you, you basically you find out there's like four MacGuffins you need, so you have to stop all four lieutenants that report to the the big boss. Okay, super super video gamey. You know, there all the Resident Evil games have been like very video gamey. Seven, maybe not like, but all the ones I've played or seen, it's always like do three of the thing, solve the puzzle, find the key. Um, don't get shot. You know, like the they're they're very unashamedly video games. Like you know who the mid bosses are pretty early on because of the way they're introduced. Like, oh, I'll have to fight that guy later, and he's gonna have a big health bar kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of appreciate that. Like they know the medium they exist in, and they're willing to play into that. And in, in terms of tone and story and gameplay, I wonder if I can find a picture of this. Um. I, I love the, the visuals in 8, too, because it's so pretty to walk around, even though it's spooky. Um, let's see. House. Uh, oh, yeah. This visual was so nice. Um, you you come out of this, like, little cave as you, you, you head towards the thing. And there's, like, you're walking through a forest. And each of these characters have fun lore tied to them, okay? Okay. And as you, you approach this forest, the, the trees are eventually, like, you notice that, like, dolls are hanging from nooses in the branches. And there's, like, doll parts scattered around, and it's like, oh, great, this is going to be cool. And um, 
you start to see things that are weird and you're pretty sure you're hallucinating and you come out of this cave and you come around and there's this beautiful mansion next to a waterfall and it's like foggy cliffside and it's just so like intimidating it's it's such a neat visual um but inside is uh donna beneviento and she wears this veil over her face and she uh controls these little puppets uh, you walk in the house, it's full of creepy dolls, uh, you know, of course. And at some point you lose all your inventory. So now you don't have a gun and you're walking around a trippy haunted house where things keep jumping out at you and you keep like getting lost and turned around and saying things that aren't there. And it's very much like PT. Okay. Like it was clearly PT inspired. Um, a lot of people refer to it as the scariest part of the game, and depending on your sensibilities, it's like you don't want to do it again. <laughs> sure. But it's a short chapter. And again, you know, you finish the chapter and you move on to the next part. And it's kind of neat to me how they were able to, like, break this down into, you know, these little uh, segments that all feel refreshingly different. So you just, you don't get bored of the game. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate a game that like eight iterations in is still trying new things basically across the board. Yeah. Versus, you know, how many Call of Duty games are there or um, Madden games, uh, racing games that don't really do anything new other than look pretty? Yeah, I think that's actually a good question because almost everything just feels safe. What was the next chapter? Oh, Moreau. So the next chapter, you go to see the fish man by the lake. And the fish man is this gross mutant guy, and there's, like, slime everywhere. Oh, and he looks like he uh, Quasimodo. Yeah, he's got this Quasimodo thing going on. And he uh, he can also, like, transform into a giant fish. And it feels cool. like Resident Evil 5 or 6 boss fights. Where it's kind of like... There's a big creature and you have to hit the weak point. And there's just kind okay. of like a lot of that going on. Uh, you clear the lake level and you fight Heisenberg, who has a factory where he makes half machine, half zombies. And this is another part where I feel like some people really do or really do not like him. He looks way too normal. He, he that's the thing he's out of place in this game because <laughs> he's like he's so normal that it's kind of weird because he also like talks i want to say more normal like he, he doesn't have an appropriate accent for the area i like the concept though like half computer half zombie like like why not that's fucking dope that's so stupid it's very anime it's very um very video game oh he is so anime. Um, I want you to watch this little... I have a timestamp here. Alrighty. Loading, loading, loading. Da-da. Alright. Oh, he's gonna kick you in that... Down that hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Telegraph that pretty quick. I like I like him, but he needs to be uh, he needs to be a little weirder or a little 
goofier sounding. Maybe. I kind of like it. It, there, there, it is a little bit of a bait and switch, though. Mm-hmm. Because he almost seems reasonable. Yeah, I, I, there's actually debate about, like, shouldn't you be allowed to join him if you wanted to? That's an interesting debate because I don't, I don't agree with it based on the idea that video games are narratives and I don't like how much control players have over the narrative in games. That's why I read more than I play video games these days. I want to be told a story or experience a story in the way it was intended by the author. And so when you have the option to drastically change it, it's just not quite what I want out of my entertainment. Okay, yeah, let me see what these look like. Come on, get into the light, you jackass. Oh, fuck. That is a dope-ass monster design. So, the controversy of... Uh, oh, it skips ahead. Okay, you can stop there. The controversy of this whole level, the uh, the weird um, zombie factory ran by a German man, is that uh, apparently this was all like lifted concepts that they stole from a movie. Oh, oh! I think I remember that. I showed you that. Yeah, um, yeah. That that engine man is like in the movie. <laughs> there's, oh. a, there's a handful. Um, they clearly watched. Uh, what was that called? Though it was um, Hitler's Frankenstein. No, it's Frankenstein's one of those army. Where the uh, that line between inspiration and like referencing something versus stealing. Because I can't yeah. imagine that they they wanted to steal something and be like, haha, we stole it. Like, just the way games are made, the kinds of people that work on games, they, they probably thought they were having some fun inspiration, making a nod to an obscure movie. And yeah, then it, I'm they sure. went a little too far. Yeah. Uh, but it's a fun sequence. You, you fight some crazy, you know, body horror monsters. And it's just like the the fact that they fit all of this into one game and also tied the story together, even though it gets zany. Like when it starts off, it's mellow and you're like, oh, you got to save your daughter. And by the end, it's like, what is going on? I found that very charming. It kind of reminds uh, me. It's like Resident Evil, but you're fighting like a fucked up version of the Adams family. (laughs) I yeah, it's it, it kind of is. Because they each have their gimmicks, and they're all, uh, you know, basically like scary monsters for no reason. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and honestly, these remakes seem very good because they've been mostly faithful, which is super important to me when you talk about remakes. Yeah, I know four especially. Uh, I think people were almost dreading this one because it's like, oh, if they change too much, I'm going to be pissed off. But everyone seems happy with it. I think, um, because I know there was a Dead Space remake recently, and I want to say people were a little more upset with that one. I think partly because of uh, the way it was running, like it didn't run super well on PC. Maybe that's been patched. But I also know they they gave um, was it Isaac speaking lines, and in the first game he never talks; you just control him. And I don't know. I I haven't played it. If I'm gonna play Dead Space, I'm just gonna play the original because that's the one I own. But I don't know if I want him to talk. Like there is a certain level of like. It's a representation of the times uh, when it was made where they, you know, you didn't always have uh, chatty protagonists, 
But I feel like the the weird puzzle of like, let's give him dialogue, but not change the story at all. Interesting. It's an writing? interesting challenge. Challenge. Yeah. I don't know if I want to experience it. I don't know if I like it. It seems more like a piece of fan fiction, right? Than a, a remake, if you're going to do that. Because that does drastically change the character uh, by giving him agency, like spoken agency versus just moving from place to place. I'm trying to remember what else. Oh, yeah. Did, <laughs> so did you want to talk about Mouchley? What? what, what ha- okay, do you know where that started? Or was that just like yes. a joke and it, then it's it took of the, off? It's one of these rare instances where we can actually trace the origins of the, the viral incident. <sighs> I had it right here. Come on now. You know, I so I try to do research for the show and then sometimes things just don't work out anyways. Yeah. That sounds like okay, a good metaphor for life. Um, so this person on Twitter, Agramora, uh tweeted a doodle. And they said this is the quote, What if you booted up Resident Evil 4 remake and Ashley was just a tiny mouse? What would you do? And it's just this cute design of the mouse. And she's like, I crave cheese, Leon. And the merchant there's like, got some rare cheese on sale, stranger. And that's it. It's just a little doodle. Uh, if you I scroll do. down, <laughs> somebody asked, hey, I don't. I know you don't normally do requests, but could you draw a mug of beer on Ashley's head? And she says it's on the mouse. Uh. And it it basically, it's <laughs> it's just constant, like, cute shit. And everybody wanted to jump in on. And it's, it, <laughs> there's so much fan art of this weird concept, like, overnight. Yeah, I love it because, like, the, all the ones I've seen, it's, like, Ashley's constantly in trouble in Resident Evil 4. And then, like, Mouse version is in different trouble, but still, like, Leon, help! Like, th- there's one where she's, like, trapped in a pop vinyl uh, cardboard box. Or getting picked up by her tail. Or like there's a cat. And it's very... It's so stupid. But I've, it's so fucking endearing. I think my favorite's the bear trap. Have you seen that one? I don't know if I've seen that one. There's a bear trap one. Um, It's very cute. Where It's like there's a giant bear trap that like clanked. But she's so small that it doesn't actually like get her. But it's like she's still startled by it. And she's so stupid that she would grab the cheese in the first place. Like, it's just, um, <laughs> it's very interesting to see how fast this took off. Somebody made a plush. Like, within three days, this plush was finished. God damn, The internet is fast. I, I Now, I'm sure they had, like, a template. I don't know if you've ever looked into some of these, like, uh, some of these things new age uh, sewing machines can do, but it's borderline 3D printing. Oh, okay. I mean, that's so cool. they probably already had the mouse, and they're like, "Oh, I'll just put in these colors." Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like scrolling through this because there's, I love the um, it's like everyone agreed on kind of a specific design too, uh, as far as like the way the proportions are, the face, uh, when it when she walks, like it's um, very very like old school cartoony with the feet moving, like they're not attached to her body, they're just like circles. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where you can almost hear the little, like, percussion sound effect yeah. that they would use in the cartoon. Um, <laughs> I like, this one is like a scale, 
of how furry it is like how like how the scale of like do you want human proportions or just pure cartoon proportions so there's like an a b and c version huh yeah i haven't seen too many of the the c versions where she's more of like a furry it's definitely been a lot more of a where she's just like i don't know a disney cartoon yeah i i know i've seen a handful where they like clearly like a more adult artist is doing their take on it but the stuff that goes viral is all the like wholesome cute shit i guess here's a question is if i go into e621 and type in mostly am i gonna get some saucy saucy porn i'm sure some of it will show up but i'm curious how much uh let's see there's 249 pictures <laughs> uh when did the i guess i what was the time stamp the date stamp on this Let's see. This was on March 24th. Okay, so it hasn't been... It's only been a couple weeks. It's technically been less than two weeks. Um, do-do-do. There's her with the big butt. There's her... Oh, that one's upsetting. She's she's a little mouse getting fingered by by Leon. I mean, she seems to be enjoying it, but... <laughs> oh, this one's kind of funny. Where where there's where he's, she's being put in the uh, in the inventory system, and it takes up you know three squares like a shotgun shell. <laughs> and it there's her with some big old boobies. That's a cute one though. I so yeah. There's a... oh, I like the I like the ones where she has a gun, and she's like, "Look, Leon, I'll help." And she like pulls the trigger, and the force like throws her out a window. Oh, that's cute. Um, there's like, there's a lot of very adorable. <laughs> there's a a six second web animation with sound of Mouchly getting get, having sex with Leon. So people work very fast. So again, le- le- less than two weeks. I. <laughs> so. Oh, that that actually brings up another iconic scene from uh from Resident Evil though. Are you familiar with the ending to four? Mm, I've seen it, but I definitely don't remember it. Um, <laughs> so there's this great picture, and I I'm pretty sure Plague of Gripes is the guy that like did this like repaint of it. Um, but the finale, I wonder if I can find it here. I kind of like these where Leon is a cat. I'm sorry, what? I kind of like the ones where Leon is a cat. Yeah, those are cute. Get this non-porn off my search. Come on now. Oh, that one's interesting. The the Merchant's a Crow. I haven't seen that before. Remember that Mega64 skit with the Merchant? Yeah. That was the only time that they ever uh, had... uh, a problem with the police. There was a second time police showed up, but it wasn't as big of a deal. Is it because they were walking around with a with a trench coat? Yeah, and just like walking up to strangers and like acting like a creep. Like, hmm. I'm kind of surprised they don't have more problems with the police. Yeah, right? Alright, I click play on the ending cutscene. Okay. Ooh, it's on a jet ski. And she falls off. Ashley is the president's daughter. Yes. 
be really funny if you go through all that horse shit and then she falls off a jet ski and dies at the end. Is she trying to fuck him? So that that's kind of that Japanese humor where it's like she's 16. So when they do the flirting, it's kind of like weird to us. Um, but there's this uh, fantastic art someone drew. And I think this face is iconic. Like, yeah, it's one of the it, it's. Uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But it's on the jet ski, and she's like, hey, Leon, want to have lots of unprotected vaginal sex with me and ejaculate in my cervix over and over until I get knocked up? And he's like, no. And he has this, like, dumb face. <laughs> and it's just like, I've, I have, like, I've traced over this to draw my own MMO characters in this exact pose, like, multiple times. <laughs> um, actually, I did one with Herc. Did I show you that one? I don't think so. I wonder if I can find it. Um, it's just, you know, Resident Evil 4 particularly is one of those video gamey video games that's so, like, video game culture important that I feel silly not having, like, tried it myself, but also I seem to be aware of it pretty well, too. I like that one. That is such a good painting. I love, because I found that on E621. I'm still, like, I'm sifting through the weird porn of mouse with giant, in giant dick, and then every once in a while you find, like, this this amazing picture that's either really funny or just like really well executed. I could not explain this to any of my coworkers what I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's kind of a shame, isn't it? You have to be just a little a little special kind of Oh, hell yeah. So, for the listeners, uh it's Cameron's panda character from World of Warcraft and I'm guessing uh, Herc's blood elf character from World of Warcraft in the same pose where the panda is hugging hugging Herc and Herc looks very stupid and panda's going hey Herc wanna resub and raid my night hold I am at max reroll tokens and also level 902 or eye level and and then his character saying divine shield <laughs> it's so stupid and I love it But yeah, you know, that's, it's kind of funny uh, too. The I think I've heard it's like if you can if you can tell what the character is, it's not off model, which I would say isn't quite true. But it is a good point where like Ashley's outfit design, the colors and the the hierarchy of it are very kind of striking. And so you see these characters and you just like, oh, of course, that's Ashley. It's it's the green skirt and the uh, orange um, orange top with the, the sweater vest. And it is funny, like how putting that on a lot of different types of characters, you just immediately like, yeah, but that's Ashley though, because that's what the character looks like. And, and so there's really something to her like outfit design that I've I've grown to appreciate as this meme has gone on, just kind of from a just character creation, character design standpoint. Yeah, and and you know, recently, um, like I have a mouse avatar for VR chat, and I was trying to like retexture it to look like Mousley, and it was a very interesting study to. Uh, translate like the the avatar is set up with like a basic um like Japanese schoolgirl uniform that I frankly didn't like, and it's like well how can I like how can I take this model 
and like without having to remodel it, just texture it so it looks right. And I was yeah. able to, I think, pretty well. <laughs> I just had the sculpt boots for her. Well, I went through all oh. four pages of mouse Ashley porn on E621. You did find some gems, though. That one that was like uh, beautifully painted, but then also she's saying, we good to go, Leon. I love it. I love it so much. Um, also, uh, Leon came out on Fortnite, so there's a lot of uh, video of him like doing Fortnite dances while Mousley is like calling for help. Yeah, I just I just saw that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I found my Final Fantasy one. This one, I so I had a friend that would do crafting all the time, and he had so much money. Like in the guild, he had by far the most amount of money, and he would just like throw it around. And and he he was like pretty much done with the game, so he started just like pr- practically giving it away. And at some point, he said, "Hey, uh, Cameron, you draw pictures, right?" I'm like, "No." He's like, oh, "Well, I'm gonna commission you draw a picture of my character." I'm like, "Okay." Like, what what do you want? He's like, "I don't care." And he gave me like a million gil. Um, so I did this, where it's that same picture again. But I was I was a little more proud of that one because I actually like shaded it. Yeah. You you are the person that goes and spends a lot of hours on a shit post. I'm not good at real things. It's just it's like well, what goes through your mind when you're like I'm going to spend a couple hours drawing this picture that three or four people will appreciate and it's also like inappropriate so I can't share it with, you know, my friends and family that aren't deranged. Well, in this case it took me like 30 minutes cuz I'm just tracing it. Oh, sure. And also, he paid me money. Mm. So it, it okay. Wasn't an altruistic shit post. Not entirely, but I mean, it, <laughs> he also didn't care clearly. So it's like, well, I'm gonna draw this because it'll make me laugh. I just know sometimes we find stuff, or even some of like the porn I've found tonight. Looking at this, it's just like this is well drawn. <laughs> Someone spent time on this for a joke, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. None of this and is I, made I, I to be really, titillating. Like, Mousley is such a fun, uh, just it, it's it's a mostly wholesome, fun joke that everyone seems to be enjoying, and so I did want to appreciate that. Uh, oh, I saw four but panel that's the Resident Evil and... game franchise. We didn't talk yeah, about the spinoffs because I don't care. We did that thing where like we're going to talk about a topic, and then we talked about it as wrong as possible. Yeah, we're good at that. It's great. We are, um, but it's been an hour. Do you have a glad space? Yeah, I am reading my very first Terry Pratchett book uh, in the Discworld series. It's called Small Gods. I was recommended to me because it is a standalone book within Discworld. It's really good. I'm having a blast with it. Um, it's really funny. It's really like satirical and witty. It has It's very biting kind of like British humor satire um, about organized religion largely and, and you know the nature of gods and small gods and uh, the church. I did not expect any of that. I, I, I was going in like, oh, this will be a fun fantasy book written by a very um, smarmy British lad. And I was very surprised at like the amount of kind of rich subtext in there. So Pratchett's been a well-known author for a very long time. I'm the one who is new to the the party here, but I am really enjoying this book. He's got like 20 books out, so that's great. I will probably continue to read him. Uh, And it's exciting to find, you know, a new author you like. 
What about you, Cameron? You glad about anything? Sorry, there we go. I'm back. What are you glad about? Um. Oh, did you finish your thing? Yeah, I talked about Terry Pratchett. He's an author. I, I found books so I like. As soon as you started, I had to take off my headset to check something real quick. And then I tripped over my socks, and then I tripped on something else because it's dark in my room. And so I missed your whole thing. <laughs> well, you'll be you'll be surprised when you listen back, which you we won't. It's, it's fine. That's so rude, though. I feel bad. I I will listen when I'm editing, but I feel bad. Um, what? Oh, okay. So I'm pretty certain this was a glad space I've already done. But it's very appropriate for today's show. Uh, did you ever see that Harry Partridge cartoon, Ghost Bleed, the bio horror? No. Um, I maybe didn't share it with you. Uh, Harry Partridge is one of my favorite animators, but he did this. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, it's basically a Resident Evil like cutscenes. He made 3D models, and they voiced them and wrote basically a whole Resident Evil style story. But it's got that Harry Partridge, you know, humor to it. Okay. And I mean, you, you have to watch this at some point. Um. But like, jump to the like two minute thirty second mark. The you said the thirty second or the two minute. Two minute and thirties. Okay. I was only off a Just little. Just for bit. like a quick sample. Sure. Play. Oh wow, this oh is a uh, kind of a God. visual style. This place is great. Hello? Where is everyone? There are plenty of dead people, but no living people to explain why. Hmm, maybe they shopped till they dropped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he captures that voice acting oh, style so well. <laughs> There's a lot I, of work that went into this. Holy crap. Um, yeah, this was one of these where uh, he spent a very long time on it. And you'll see, like, if you watch the whole thing, you'll notice why. And YouTube uh, demonetized it on day one because it has blood in it. Oh, really? Which is also interesting since everything he does has blood in it and it's never come up before. So he pretty much didn't get paid for this work because you get most reviews on day one anyways. So we'll probably never see a ghost bleed too. <laughs> Aww. But uh, this is a, it's a real gem. I recommend you watch it. Uh, everyone out there too. Yeah, this looks fun. I'll, I'll definitely have to catch this later. Yeah, but uh, I think that's it for me. Yep. Me too. I had some fun reminiscing about a game series I don't play. Yeah, this was great. We we had opinions about something we sh we don't really experience, which is, I think, a really good like metaphor for the entire fucking planet right now. So if you came away angry yes. at us, you need to be angry at humanity itself. I hope that's the takeaway from this show. I, I want someone to watch, like, hey, I'm listening to this podcast. It's just, like, two guys. They just talk about stuff they like. I've lost all faith in humanity. Yeah, that's us. Opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Good night, everybody. Night, everybody. <laughs>